Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio. Stone Peyton Lee Cantor here with you. Lee, this is going to be a marvelous segment. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast co-founder and CEO with Property Management, Inc., Mr. Steve Hart. Good afternoon, sir. Thank you very much. Thanks for welcoming me to your show. Well, Steve, before we get too far into things, can you tell us a little bit about Property Management, Inc., how you serving folks? Yeah, we uh, we started Property Management, Inc. Uh, about 12 years ago in late 2008. My business partner and then uh, friend, uh, uh, Christopher Layton, were in the uh, mode of deciding how we were going to dig out of a, a tough recession. My background was in real estate sales and construction and development, and, and Chris was running a property management business, among other businesses, in Las Vegas, Nevada, and and uh, we were look, or I was looking for next steps. My businesses uh, had basically been crushed by the economy and things that were pretty much out of my control. And I was looking for a consistent, solid industry that I can transition to, and didn't want something that could be destroyed again uh, by, you know, mortgage or banking or down real estate markets or poor economies. And this friend of mine, Chris, said, "Steve, you got to look into property management." And I. I really cringed at his suggestion because at the time my understanding of property managers was blue collar and, you know, uh, tough to make money. And I didn't know too many property managers making good money. And so I took a look at what he was doing in Las Vegas and was blown away at the amount of income potential that he was bringing in. And even more exciting to me than that was the property management was what he called recession proof. And when he demonstrated that to me, it really caught my eye after, again, having businesses that were just uprooted and, and destroyed by, by the economy. And, and so uh, I looked, long story short, uh, looked at his business and realized, man, this is, this is the most fragmented industry I've ever seen. What I mean by fragmented is there's no national brands. In property management, I mean, in in real estate, you could you could name ten, twenty different national brands or franchises that were out there. You know, cleaning, you know, companies. You could do the same, but uh, with property management, ninety percent of the property managers in the United States were mom and pops, meaning one, two man shows. And I couldn't believe that when I was looking at this industry, wondering why is it like that, and and the systems and and training that were available for property managers were limited as well. And uh, the two of us got together and we thought, man, this is an opportunity for us to do maybe more than just do property management. Maybe we open up a franchise. And uh, that's what spawned uh, Property Management, Inc. In late 2008, we opened our first uh, franchise in 2009 and uh, started growing the business from there. Here we are 12 years later, about 270 franchisees, independently owned and operated franchisees throughout the country, offering property management services. 
Well, um, I'm a lay person in this world, so you're going to have to define some terms for me. Um, when you say property management, uh, what is a property? Is that a home that somebody's renting out? Is it a apartment complex? Is it a duplex? Like, what does the word property mean in your world? Yeah, that's a wide uh, question there because, as you indicated, there's a lot of different kinds of property management. There's what we call long-term residential that's your typical housing, you know, people that live in single family homes or maybe an apartment complex. We refer to that anyone that lives in a property, we call that residential property management or long term because typically a tenant uh, is signing a one year lease. Um, then there's also short term or what might uh, your listeners might be more familiar with is the vacation rental property management. That's the Airbnb kind of stuff that's super hot right now. Short-term property management are these guys who just want to kind of rent a, a home or a villa or whatever it is for a weekend or a week. Uh, maybe it's a, a property around a medical unit. Instead of staying in a hotel nowadays, a lot of people just want to rent something a little more personal and rent a home while they know they're going to be in a hospital for a month. And that we refer to as our short-term or vacation rental property management. Then there's the bigger commercial property management. That's your business complexes, the strip malls, the warehouses, things like that. Uh, that's commercial. And then, of course, you've got uh, a really popular sector now that's up and coming that we refer to as the homeowner association uh, sector, or HOA management. That's where a property manager works with a board that's elected in a in a home or housing community that does all their CCNRs and manages the community. And nowadays in the U.S., most new communities are being run and uh, governed by HOA uh, management. And there's not very many HOA management companies out there. And so we've taken these four sectors. We, call, we refer to them as the four pillars of property management. And we're the only franchise offering that uh, offers all four pillars of property management to our franchisees. So our franchisees come in and they can pick a, a sector or a pillar that they want to specialize in and offer that type of management. And as they grow in the business, they can bolt on additional pillars. So ultimately, they could their office or franchise could offer uh, just one or two or all four of these pillars. So now is your potential franchisee somebody who is one of those mom and pops that just wants a better system, or is this somebody that's new to the industry altogether? Yes and yes. You know, in our early days, uh, we didn't have the reputation. No one knew who we were. And so to get someone that was a mom and pop to do what we call convert their property management business into a PMI was kind of a long shot. But now uh, these mom and pops are seeing that what our new franchisees have d from day one at their fingertips, for example, the systems, that's the softwares and the, all the different vendor technologies that are available for property managers nowadays are just, it's amazing what's available. You know, property management today isn't anything like it was 10 years ago. It's, it's like there was this technology tsunami that came in and, all these tech companies are now wanting a piece of this massive industry called property management.
It's one of the most stable industries out there. You know, one-third of Americans rent housing. And that's just the residential pillar I referred to earlier. That's not even talking about how big the commercial uh, management industry and now this hot vacation and HOA management uh, sectors are. And so it's a, it's a massive, stable industry, and all these, guys, all these tech companies want a piece of that. And so it's just overwhelming for a lot of these mom and pops. They don't know. The, a lot of them aren't tech people. They're, they're property managers. And what we've done with our system is gone out there and selected the very best softwares and technologies and uh, land uh, national partnerships and great national discount pricing for our franchisees, and we roll out what we call a system for our franchisees to follow. We provide all the training, support uh, for these franchisees just to follow, and that's all the marketing so they can get more properties to manage. It's all of the how-tos. We call it the PMI way of how to do it uh, preferred and, and more profitably. Now, when a when a mom when you when you were starting out, and a mom and pop said, "Well, Steve, you know that all sounds great, but I'm not seeing really. I'm I'm already doing this. Like, how do you tell them? Uh, you know, like the compelling reason to switch when they say, I, I already know all this. I'm in that business already. Um, why should I switch yeah, to you?' Yeah, it's a, it's a tough thing to do. You know, no one wants to be told, uh, "Hey, you're doing it wrong," or "There's a better way for that." And in fact, we don't we don't tell them that. We have what we call a portfolio growth assessment, where it's a free analysis that really takes a property manager's business and we dive into how they're doing with their marketing, how they're doing with their technology, and what are their revenue streams. And we go through all these things. It's really just that property manager reporting to us what they're providing and what they're offering. And we analyze that based on what we see a good, what we call a strategic property manager that's doing things really well. We compare that model or that mom and pop's offering to a strategic level property manager, and we just showcase to them, hey, look, this is, this is where you're at. This is how your business is performing. And they can see it themselves that they're falling short typically you know, in a lot of those categories. And then we say, look, you know, this is what we could do were you to uh, consider converting your business to a PMI offering. Here's how we feel we could offer better systems, better profitability, better technologies. And so it's really kind of a self-discovery for these mom and pops um, for them. And again, that's a free analysis that we offer, you know, no commitment, no strings attached to that, that we offer for these mom and pops. And that's a great way for them to kind of um, self-select into your system and process. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, it's, it's not us telling them they're doing it wrong. And a lot of these, a lot of these mom and pops are actually doing things pretty good, but you know, typically we see just massive opportunity for them to improve their business with, uh, with some of the things that PMI offers. Some of us just, you know, Hey, they might be really good at long-term residential management, but maybe they want to expand their business and they want to consider bolting on a vacation rental, um, business to their already, you know, doing pretty well, you know, residential business. 
And a lot of these property managers don't consider that because they consider vacation rental being so different. You know, vacation rental, that's a hospitality business. You know, they're working with guests and the contracts aren't one-year leases. They're, they're three-day, you know, uh, you know uh, bookings. And they're getting a cleaning team in and out of there within three or five days before the next uh, guest arrives. And, and hospitality business is very different than property management, which is that long-term stuff. And so we can introduce you know, opportunities like that for these, even the mom and pops that are doing things well, that they can just expand their business. And you know, we have so many programs and national partnerships where we get these massive discounts in, in, in the rates. And so just alone, just being part of our franchise family alone, a, a property manager or a mom and pop can save a ton of money on the software that they may already be using and some of this tech that I referred to. Now, um, when, a, um, when a franchisee says, okay, I'm in, and now you're giving them all these systems and you're telling them all this opportunity, how, do, how are they going about getting business? Like how does the business development, because I would imagine this is a very hyper-local, you got to kind of know some folks in, in your community in order to really make this go. Yeah, it's so key to have a successful and just a really good marketing program to build a better property management business. And that's one of the downfalls we see in our industry. You know, again, it's dominated by lots of mom and pops. And these guys, you know, maybe they'll go out and they'll get a website. You know, maybe they'll be running some social media or AdWords or whatever and with the hopes of maybe getting some leads here and there. But it's not a, it's not a real defined, proven marketing campaign. And uh, that's exactly what our franchisees receive is they don't just get a website. They get what we refer to as an entire digital marketing program that has all the components of social media posting and blogging. And uh, with this program, we do the majority of it for our franchisees. Where our franchisees aren't required to write their own blogs and you know, post their own social media. These guys are busy as property managers. They're, they're not social media experts, but we have a team of social media professionals that do this for our franchisees. And so we're driving more leads to our franchisees. We're making sure their websites get the keywords and get the response that a property manager needs to, to get to people seeing them in their community. You know, they might be in a huge city like Atlanta where there's some big boys, some big strategic property managers in there. And these little mom and pops, man, they, they don't stand a chance of getting noticed on, on uh, the web or on social media with all these big guys with massive Google AdWords budgets. And so we can help them get noticed and, and see that. As a national brand, we have a lot of power. And, and our uh, URLs and websites and other marketing programs really get even these smaller guys noticed and get, get them leads. And so as a smaller mom and pop or as a new startup franchisee, the, one of the biggest focuses PMI has with these property management franchises that we have is getting a set marketing program and helping them get the properties and build them a portfolio. 
we help them grow their portfolio, they're going to be happy. We help them make that portfolio more profitable with all of our, we have 50 plus revenue streams that we teach. You know, an average property manager only is doing three to five. So just the added revenue streams that we offer alone to a property manager is going to help them really accelerate their profitability of their business. Now, what does a, an ideal market look like? Um, how, how large of a community uh, does a community have to be in order to be a good uh, PMI kind of suspect at least? Yeah, when you, when you think of our, our industry where one-third of the housing market in America is rentals, Regardless of it, if you're in a small town with only 50,000 homes in it, you know, even 50,000 homes, a third of that, that's a massive opportunity. You know, a property manager that manages a couple hundred properties, this is, I'm referring to the long-term uh, management sector here. You know, a property manager with a couple hundred doors under management is considered doing pretty well. A property manager with a thousand doors under management is top 1%. And so you don't have to have thousands of properties to make a lot of money in our industry. And so, um, again, back to your question, if you're in a town with, you know, 30,000 or 20,000 rental properties in it, you can make a massive business. You can build a massive portfolio with a lot of income in a very small market. And then there, again, then there's these, uh, the vacation rental pillar, you know, we have franchisees throughout most of the major resort areas, like ski towns in Colorado, uh, Utah. These are small little ski towns. And a vacation rental manager with 50, what we refer to as a key, uh, uh, which is just basically a, a short-term rental property, uh, a vacation rental uh, franchisee with 50 keys is doing really, really well. So again, you don't you don't need to be in a big, you know, metro city or area to build a successful property management business. Now, is the franchisee typically an owner operator or is this something that can be run absentee? Both. You know, right now we're seeing the majority of our franchisees are owner operators, and a lot of them, especially if they're startup, this is non-conversions, a lot of the startup guys you know, we allow them to even start this thing out of their uh, home office if they want. It's not preferred. You know, we'd prefer if they got a an office space or at least an executive suite or something. But we even allow them during the first initial startup phase while they're going out and building their portfolio to even start from a home office. So we keep their startup costs super low um, and make it really uh really easy for them to come out of the gates, keeping their costs low and, uh, and, and build profitability fast. Now, when you were just, when, when this was the beginning and before you had, you know, 200, 150, 10, you had to have one. Um, talk to our yeah. listeners about getting that first one and then, you know, and then that kind of leap of faith that person had and then how you felt as that person became successful. Yeah, that's not answering that question is not going to help us, uh, you know, sell franchises um, because that first franchise, you know, we used my business partner's model office in Vegas as kind of our 
our mothership and model office. But his office, you know, we didn't, he didn't have all the systems and things dialed like what we have available for, for our franchisees today. So, you know, if you talk to any of our early franchisees, you know, we only opened uh, seven franchises that first year in 2009. And those guys, man, they, they had limited systems. But we, all, we didn't have four pillars back then. You know, we really started out only really offering long-term residential and commercial. And so it was a much more simple offering. The systems and technology, you know, 11 years ago in 2009 was also nothing compared to what it was today. But it was hard. You know, we thought we would come out of the gates and sell, or, or not sell, but open, you know, 20 to 30 offices our first year, and we opened seven. And it was barely enough for us to even keep our doors open. You know, I didn't have a job. Remember, I lost everything in 2008. And so I was hurting financially. And my business partner, he just kind of put the money in and was saying, you know, Harry, you make it happen. He was busy with with his other businesses. And so it was a real tough, not just first year, but the first few years. How'd you get the how'd you get the escape velocity? What what was kind of the tipping point? Yeah, you know, it it was just kind of keeping our head down and improving things and making it better and helping these early franchisees succeed. And, you know, we had a few guys that didn't succeed. We had a few guys that weren't willing to follow our program and do the work. And, and you know, that doesn't help you build a franchise when you have a couple guys that don't succeed. And, and so we just kept our head down and kept doing uh, what we knew worked. And re- remember, it wasn't like we had a lot of competition out there. You know, it's, it's a fragmented industry and a really cool industry that was recession resistant. You know, whether they, even if the economy tanks, people still need rental housing. You got to live and somewhere. So, right. Yeah. And so we were in a sexy industry, no competition, really. And, and we knew we had a model that uh, was really going to work. It just didn't happen very fast. And even the third year, fourth year, we were starting to build a little momentum, but it sure hadn't hit that takeoff point until about 2000, probably about 2014, 2015, where we really saw, you know, where we were opening 40, 50 offices or franchise offices per year. And that's when it started taking off. And we, we are projecting to open 80 new franchise offices in the U.S. just this year in 2020. We uh, were, were voted by Entrepreneur Magazine or ranked by Entrepreneur Magazine as one of the top 100 fastest growing franchises right now. For six years in a row, they've ranked us uh, uh, in their franchise 500. And for the last four years, We've been number one in our category, which means the very best top-ranked property management franchisor. So we've gotten some accolades from, you know, some of the industry professionals out there and given us some awards that, you know, kind of make us feel good about all those early years of, you know, really just sweating it out and, and, and toughing it through some tough times. Now, do you have any advice for somebody franchising a fran- a new emerging franchisor of, um, you know, some do's and don'ts and uh, how to build a, a brand that's going to last? Yeah, my first advice is 
good luck. My, my partner and I were reminiscing about the the early days just a few weeks ago, and we both were like, man, we would never do that over again. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, maybe your listeners don't want to hear that, but... It's hard. You know, I mean, there's uh, no shortcuts. I it's mean, really... Yeah, it's really hard. Even when you, you know, you know, one of your potential franchise or guys to listen to this might have an ideal idea, you know, where they have a, you know, a cookie business that's just killing it in their local town. And they think, man, I can franchise this. And what I can tell you is franchising and running a franchise is nothing like running a successful business. And that's one of the reasons what was so tough for our first four or five years in, in getting our business off the ground is, man, we were learning what franchising was. And and there, it's it's so different. And uh, it took us a little bit longer to figure out the franchising side. And this is even working with franchise attorneys and you know, franchise broker groups that say they're going to come in and help sell a bunch of your franchise. This is working with all that industry stuff already. It just took some time. You know, maybe hindsight, maybe if we would have had the money to go out and bring a, a franchise or, you know, kind of seasoned partner in, maybe that would have kind of cut that learning curve down for us. But, you know, we just had to learn it on our own because we didn't have the money to hire it or bring that in. And it, it was a little harder than we thought it was going to be. Now, um, did the point of inflection happen because you stumbled upon some magic way to get new franchisees that, or like digital marketing started working or franchise brokers started working or the expos started working? Like, Did something kind of monumental happen that all of a sudden now you're the bell of the ball and people are seeking you out? No, I wish there was a secret sauce, you know, moment that I could say, yeah, it was because of this that really, tur- you know, helped us turn the corner. You know, luckily for us, we had amazing offering and uh, that really is needed and wanted. And, and we knew that from the get-go. And like I said, we just kept doing what we knew was needed by the industry. And um, from our side, making it better for our franchisees, it was about getting them success. And it, it just took time. It takes time uh, as a new property manager to, to build that, that portfolio. You know, it, most people coming into our franchise have got to grow that portfolio onesie twosie. And we help them acquire local competitive businesses. We call it our acquisition program where they can buy up existing portfolios. But most of our new young franchisees are just following our our marketing program and building, you know, a couple doors a week here or there. And, and it takes, you know, six months, nine months, 12 months to have a decent enough portfolio to really say, hey, I'm making money, and this is residual money. I mean, these properties that I'm managing, they pay me every month. That's a, that's a cool, really cool hot point with our franchise I didn't, you know, bring up earlier. Property managers, we have, uh, you know, residual income where these properties, if you do a good job managing them, they're sticking around. That property owner is not going to pull that contract from you, and and uh, that's residual. We get paid month after month, so as we add more and more properties to our portfolio, it's just, you know, a consistent, dependent, remember, the industry we're talking about, probably one of the, the most consistent industries that I can think of 
you know, doesn't go away. People need to rent properties. Um, and so it's just a, it's a good stable market. Well, good stuff. And congratulations on all your success. If somebody wants to learn more about Property Management Inc., uh, if they're considering to be a franchisee, uh, is there a website for them to go to? Yeah, propertymanagementinc.com. You can see all about our offering for any for someone that has no experience, no real estate background or property management background. No problem. We don't require that. We just uh, look for people that are willing to roll up their sleeves and want to own and operate their own business. And we've got uh, all the systems, all the training to teach anyone, experience or no experience, how to do that. And also uh, any property managers that think that uh, they're interested in this free assessment, they can go to propertymanagementinc.com, click on the conversion uh, tabs that talk about you know existing property managers, and uh, we can uh, get them that assessment and see if there's areas where we can help them out. Good stuff, Steve. Thank you so much for sharing your story today. Thank you as well. All right. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We will see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio. 